And because we could not reach happily ever after and remove that curse, this king reached down to us, his people, and had a plan to set us free. Daniel's vision reads, In my vision at night I looked, and there before me was one like a son of man. The following is from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona. Reaching out with Rock Solid Hope in Rim Country, November 25th, 2018. Daniel 7, 13 and 14. Have you ever heard of Wonderland? It's not Disneyland. It's not Disney World. But it's a developer's and entrepreneur's idea to try to recreate the magical kingdom experience in China. Wonderland was put up about 20 miles away from Beijing, around the time when many were coming into middle class and might enjoy such an entertaining experience. Only, you probably haven't heard of Wonderland because Wonderland didn't last very long. Not too many people make their way to Wonderland except for those that want to plow the fields and harvest the corn. See, it's surrounded now by cornfields. And in the background of those rows and rows of corn are these brick structures of fantasy castles and magical kingdoms spread all over the land. So, yeah, some people still go to visit Wonderland, mostly just to see the odd curiosity of these lower to middle class farmers reclaiming the land as these skeletons and structures of buildings stand in the background. Things don't last. Sometimes they're rather short-lived. This is something that we see quite often in this world. Whether it might be a fantasy kingdom or a real kingdom, kingdoms come and kingdoms fall. But what about God's kingdom? This morning we see how his is altogether different. The kingdom of our God and the kingdom of Christ, his son, is one that will last forever. We finish our sermon series looking in the book of Daniel this morning as we once again turn to chapter 7 and we see just how God's kingdom will last and endure forever and ever and we will live happily ever after in this kingdom. You know, Daniel was somebody that certainly knew kingdoms come and kingdoms go. Daniel and his companions had witnessed the fall of their own kingdom. See, when Daniel was just a child, he lived in the land of Judah, around the city of Jerusalem. And during his time, many were saying, disaster will never overtake us. This city has stood, the city of David, for over 400 years, and the, the temple, almost 400 years, had stood, built by Solomon. So when the armies of Babylon came suddenly on the scene to threaten, false prophets said, nothing will come of it. Yes, true prophets warned, this kingdom will fall because of the people's rebellion. But many, in their confidence and their boldness, declared that this kingdom will stand forever. And then Daniel witnessed it in his childhood. The land was invaded. The armies of the Babylonians came in and took over. Daniel himself was taken away from the kingdom of his birth and placed in exile in a faraway land. And while he was still young, Daniel heard how the walls of the city had been torn down and the temple which had stood, those ancient walls had stood for so long, were now leveled flat. 
Daniel knew kingdoms come and go. But this wasn't for Israel alone. Daniel also knew as he received visions and dreams, the prophecies of what was yet to come, that even the kingdoms that took over the scene would fall. And another kingdom would come and replace them and topple them. And another kingdom would come and replace them and topple them. That kingdoms of this world do not last. No matter how confident people are, and no matter how difficult it may seem, the crash comes, and it often comes suddenly and unexpectedly. We're we're pretty short-sighted. We know this is true. Yet we struggle to see things we're familiar with and the, the world that we're comfortable in changing. It was shortly after, for example, the turn of the 19th century, the early 1800s, that people were saying that the locomotive will never replace the stagecoach. Pretty short-sighted, but that's the world they knew. Or the newspaper in Boston that very confidently declared in 1865 Morse code will never be replaced because a well-informed person knows we will never speak over wires with the human voice. Well, they were quickly proven wrong. Or in 1903, when the New York Times pretty much declared that the automobile is a toy for the rich and it's reached the height of its development and will never replace the horse as a primary means of transportation. People struggle short-sightedly to see that what they're familiar with, what they're comfortable with, will not last and cannot last. That's the way it is with every kingdom. That's the way it is with every world power, with every source of hope in this world and in this life. In fact, our our own little kingdoms, we struggle with that same human nature, that short-sightedness. We struggle to see that our own kingdoms will not last. Where do you put your hope? Is it in the house that you've built? It won't stand, not forever. Is it in the the companion that you found that sticks at your side? They won't always be at your side. They cannot be. Is your hope found in the financial institutions and the savings and investments that you've piled up? That too will one day amount to nothing. And we know it will not stand. Whatever it is that we put our hope in in this world, we're always hearing that that expression that's spoken in fairy tales, happily ever after, knowing that we cannot obtain it. Not in this world, not with our strength. There's no king, there's no human hand or power that can secure happily ever after. Happily ever after is forever out of our reach. So that like wonderland, eventually, as Jerusalem lay in ruins, our own Hopes, our own strength, will lay in ruins. That's because this world, this kingdom, is under a curse. This kingdom has hearts which rebel against its king. And so the king has pronounced a curse on the land and on the people. Far from just places like Wonderland crumbling in ruins, Nations crumble in ruins because hearts are born to fight against one another. Hearts are born to fight against neighbor and against loved ones. And hearts that are born to fight against God lie under a curse. Happily ever after cannot be achieved so long as we are under that curse and in this kingdom. That's why what what Daniel sees here is a source of hope We all need 
Daniel sees a source of hope that's unlike any other source. See, in his visions, he sees kingdoms come out of the sea. He sees kingdoms rise up out of the dust of the earth. Those are the kingdoms that fight each other, the kingdoms that fall, the kingdoms that fail. But here, in chapter 7, Daniel sees another one. One who he describes here, he says, one like a, like a son of man. Only his source is very different. He is one who it says is coming on the clouds of heaven. This king is out of this world. And because we could not reach happily ever after and remove that curse, this king reached down to us, his people, and had a plan to set us free. Daniel's vision reads, In my vision at night I looked, and there before me was like one like a son of man, coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the ancient of days and was led into his presence. This one who is like a son of man is one who stands at the Father's side as true God from eternity. In order that the rescuer, the king that we have, could deliver us, he came down and took on human flesh. The one who enjoyed from eternity glory at the Father's side was born of a virgin and became fully human. That's the one Daniel sees here in his vision like a son of man. This is no ordinary man. This man who came down from heaven and became like us. Jesus, the son of man, it says, is altogether different. He was given authority, glory, sovereign power. The son of man, when he first came to this world, didn't appear so glorious and so powerful. In order to rescue his people, he set aside that glory and laid it down. And the Son of God and Son of Man, born into this world, hid that glory as our King so that he could remove the curse from his people, the fighting, the wickedness of the heart. He was cursed himself on the tree. And Jesus, the Son of God and Son of Man, had that notice written above his head that said, This is the King of the Jews. How correct that was. The King who came to remove the curse as he took our place. And then Jesus, that Son of God and Son of Man, our perfect King, could not fail. This is one King who would not be toppled, one King who could never fail and whose kingdom could not end in destroyed and be destroyed. Jesus, the Son of Man, rose from his grave in victory and declared, all authority is given to me. Once again, taking that authority, that glory, that power in his place and his kingdom as Lord of all. That's why Daniel's vision says this one who looks like a man also is worshipped. All peoples, nations and men of every language worshipped him. It's our King, the living Jesus, who has removed that curse and brought us into the freedom of his kingdom that we now bow before and worship. And then is fulfilled that, that picture in Scripture where Jesus comes in all his glory on the clouds of heaven. And then every kingdom of this world which stands will be toppled. And everything that we had our hopes and dreams in apart from him will fail. Then will be fulfilled what we see in Psalm 2. Why did the nations conspire and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers gather together against the Lord and 
his anointed one, word for Christ. Let us break their chains, they say, and throw off their fetters. The one enthroned, the king, in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. He rebukes them in his anger and terrifies them his wrath, saying, I have installed my king on Zion, my holy hill. Who is this king? He said to me, you are my son. Today I have become your father. I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possession. You will rule them with an iron scepter and dash them to pieces like a pottery. Kingdoms will fall. And Jesus, the Son of God, prophesied in Scripture, who looks as a Son of Man appearing in glory, will come with all glory, and then he will rule over all the earth. So the psalm finishes, Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son, lest he be angry and you be destroyed in your way, for his wrath can flare up in a moment. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. You now are part of his kingdom. He has rescued from the dominion of darkness and brought you into his kingdom of grace. Those who take refuge in him, those who trust in Jesus as king, do have a kingdom that will never fail. Daniel says his dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away and his kingdom will never end. Jesus, your king, will take these bodies doomed to the curse and dust, raise them to life, and then we will be with our King forever. Through faith in Him, we are part of His kingdom now and part of His kingdom forever. And through Jesus, we have obtained something extraordinary. Through this extraordinary King, this Son of Man, Son of God, we have all of our dreams fulfilled, and we will live happily ever after. Amen.